episode 170 of the Parkrun Adventurers is here and I'm back. It's great to be back. Welcome, Mel. Sorry, who are you? Oh, Scotty Trickett, uh, co-host of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. We've been doing this for a number of years now. I know I've been gone for a couple of weeks, but I hope you haven't forgotten me. Oh, maybe. Maybe I still vaguely remember the sound of your voice. <laughs> yep. Um, Welcome did you back, have a good time? Scotty. Yes. <laughs> well, it was fun had while you weren't here, but it's different kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's good to mix it up. So, you know what I went through when, when I forced your break and um, then I forced another break. Of a different kind. Despite rumours that you started circulating. <laughs> um, I did listen. Well, the thing is, when, when, when the cat is away, the mouse will play. Yep. You gave me carte blanche. Uh, you can't expect me not to, to take it. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine because this... Mel, is your podcast, um, just as much as it is mine. But I have a feeling this is going to be a big episode. What do you reckon? Yep. It's going to go bananas, absolutely bananas, because we've got Linda Coombs coming on. Talk about jealousy. My God, we'll get to that in the interview. <laughs> but hopefully all our parkrun tragics have been following along the news that um, why we're having Linda on won't spoil it for that interview. But I thought would lead – episode 170 with a bit of news. Are you going to tell everyone where you've been? Before we get to that, because even though I've had a break from the podcast for a couple of weeks, um, I, I can't have a break from Parkrun, Mel, and uh, we'll get to that. But what I can have a break from is the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. This is going to be my last episode as co-host of this wonderful creation that uh, I've created with you, Mel. And this is Scotty telling the world. Yes, this is this is this is my way of. Um, I thought we'd just like a band aid. We'll just rip it off. Deal with deal with the news that um, 170 is going to be the last that I'm going to be hosting with uh, my good mate Mel, and then we'll we'll carry on with the rest of the show. Uh, I thought we'd you know maybe go through some of my highlights over the years. So we've done this is 170 episodes. I've missed three. I've worked it out. There was the infamous episode that um, Tim replaced me. There was the last two weeks. Am I? No, no, I, you've missed four. Oh, see, my calculations are already off. Which was the other one? Oh, well, no, technically one of the ones that I co-hosted with Lyndall, you did join me for the outro. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know if we'll count that one or not. Okay. <laughs> three and a half. You've missed yeah, three, three and, and a half episodes. Okay. I've missed three and a half, but. I'll miss a few more uh, going forward because... Yeah, so so full disclosure, Scotty decided not to tell me this on air. Yes, yeah. So that I was could my compose cruel... myself <laughs> and not be sad. Yeah, because Mel's sad and I'm really sad. But can I, should I maybe explain the reasons why this is going to be my last um, podcast and it is uh, absolutely nothing to do with Mel. So I... I um yeah you explain because it'll give me a few minutes to um wipe the snot off my face. <laughs> okay. So let's take it right back. Let's go back to 4 years ago when I I, I love parkrun. We all know that I love parkrun and I love parkrun so much that I want to talk about parkrun all the time. And 
there was this these podcasts and there was one in the UK that I was listening to and it was awesome. I could I could go to Parkrun on the weekend, get my fix there, but then I can also do it during the day by listening. And then Robbo and Russ created the Australian one and, and that was even better because they were talking my language and in accents that I could understand and events that I knew. Um, and then they stopped and then there was this this void of, of nothing and I, I wanted to replace it. So I set about coming up with an idea of, of a new Parkrun podcast just for Parkrunners in Australia that soon expanded to around the world. And I'd met this cool chick. She was really funny. We, we got on really well um, through through the parkrun scenes and, and I asked her and that cool chick is Mel and we, we, we created this this podcast together and it was a, an amazing year. Like I, I'm going to talk about a couple of the, my highlights of the, of the previous, of the past four years. Um, and I think some of them are those early days, Mel, like the first episode we ever recorded. I'm really reluctant to go back and listen to it because um, – yeah, I think it would just be painful to listen to. But my memories of, of doing that, the nerves, just creating something with you uh, is, is a really fond memory. And are you still with me? Yeah, I've just muted my microphone so you don't have to hear the, <laughs> the crying in the background. Please continue. <laughs> but as we, as, as we went, went, went by, uh, I was lucky enough to be in a position to get the job with Parkrun and then soon Parkrun, which was on the weekend and uh, intermittent moments throughout the week chatting with you, Mel, um, Parkrun became my life uh, 24-7. I often joke with my colleagues and, and all the volunteers who, who know me within Parkrun now that Parkrun is 24-7 for me and maybe I'm just starting to realise that maybe, just maybe, you can love something too much and that I need a bit more balance in my life. And um, that's what I'm going to try and achieve by taking a step back from the podcast and handing it over to the real star of the of the show, which is Mel. And I've got evidence to back this up. You know, there's a reason why we did a poll specifically asking the question. Um, there's a reason <laughs> you are the people's favourites because Mel is the star of this uh, podcast. Disagree. So, <laughs> Mel will hopefully continue it on past um, episode 170 but this is it and can i can i talk about a couple of the highlights mel should we should we go there before we get on to what we did this week yeah let's let's talk about some happy things <laughs> happy things um i'm assuming your highlights aren't sad things no they're not they're not good um, good because i need cheering up so okay. that, that's your task for the rest of the episode scotty Okay, think back to the palms we've had, Mel. We've, we've had two of them. Um, the first one at Shell Harbour, I'll look back with, you know, immense fondness, the people that we met there that day, the fact that the recording worked <laughs> um, is always a, is a bonus. But then just going to, like, the first one was an idea. The second one, when there was a bit more planning behind it and we got to really um, enjoy that. So the, the palm, the listener meetups that we've had have been great. The other ideas we've had, I know... Madness sits in a funny place with our listeners, but but I love, I love madness. I love the idea of quiz. I love the the idea that we've just have fun uh, with our our parkrun audience. Um, I've always enjoyed madness. If we could, I'd have madness every second week on the podcast. Uh, Streaky September, another idea which is coming up, which I've already started talking about um, that I'm going to set as a goal this year. And so it's and it's the interviews. So you look back through all, all the episodes. We've always tried to carry an interview or a guest in almost all of our episodes. 
and, but it's the people that um, the, like the park run people, the, the chats that we've had with the, the people that really do get park run. So from time to time, and I'm sure our listeners are all aware of this, we get some big names on. And because big names get the downloads, it's the clickbait. They see the big names. Oh, yeah, I'll download that episode. But sometimes I don't do parkrun. And sometimes those interviews are a bit, eh, it was a good chat, but uh, they just don't do parkrun. So it's more the, the chats with parkrun people that I've enjoyed. And peel back the curtain. One of my sayings is that, you know, we've already done the interview with Linda and it was awesome. It was great because she's a parkrun person. So that's the kind of thing that has been a highlight over the years. For me, the Channel 5 news crew, Yeah, you know, those people are awesome too. Now I'm getting emotional. So this is it. So this is the highlights. And it's always been for Parkrun. It's about the people. It's about the friendships. You know, these people that just helped us along the way and they become our friends. And then my best friend is you, Mel, the, the person that I've done this for years with. And so I thought about... You know, it's supposed to be a happy thing, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's happy emotion. It's happy emotion. So I thought about why am I continuing to do this? I should have stepped away a long time ago. There's a lot of pressure on me in my role to step away and there's been times over the past couple of years where I've, where I've acted dumb throughout. I, I'm sorry I'm peeling back the curtain a, a bit more for our listeners. Um, I've known a lot more than I've let on about what's going on behind the scenes. I'm, I'm in a position now with my role with Parkrun um, that affords me affords me things. Um, so I'm under pressure on that. And, and I keep saying, so why am I doing the podcast? And it's to talk to Mel about Parkrun every Monday morning. And I realised I can still do that. <laughs> you guys can't hear it. You guys aren't going to hear it, but I'm still going to call Mel. And I'm going to say, Mel, <laughs> how was your Parkrun week? Um, and I might answer. And you might answer, <laughs> I hope you do. And 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 I, I probably realised that like a couple of months ago when I forced you to have the break and you know what I missed? <laughs> and what did I do, Mel? You called me. I called you and we had a talk about how, we, how was your parkrun day and none of our listeners heard it and it was still awesome. So really selfishly, that's the reason that I'm making this decision to step away. But – not step away forever. Like, you can't get rid of me. Well, I, I'm going to be around. I would hope not entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. You know, I might be back every week just annoying you. But, you uh, might turn into a roving reporter. They're <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. They've got these badges. They're awesome. You know, if, you, if you make your way into the Channel 5 news crew, you get these badges, um, which is your idea, But Mel. the thing is, you know, you've got to earn your place. Amongst the roving reporters, Scotty. So if you're okay. hoping to join the League of Extraordinary, then that's, you know, we're going to make it hard for you. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just prepare yourself if that's, if you're willing to take on that challenge. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. I'm up for challenges. So, hey, Mel. Hey, Scotty. How was your park run on the weekend? Oh, well, you know, let's. This is good. Let's talk about something else and then I will get distracted. Um, I had an adventure this week, Scotty. I visited. No way. Yeah, I know, right? Just just when the adventures are starting to happen again. Um, I visited my Nendi, which was a bit exciting. I have previously been there to volunteer before. Um, we got Wes up 
it, well, not too early because obviously it's my Nendi. It's only about 20 minutes away. Got Wes up on a Saturday morning and said, hey, Wes, do you want to go to Parkrun? Of course, he gave us the um, the normal yes, very excited. And we told him where we were going and he's like, Wesley, go a gingerbread park run. And um, we actually went to Majimba Beach. But for him, Majimba Beach sounds like gingerbread. So gingerbread park run is what I'm going to call it it from now on. We're going to ginger, Majimba, ginger. So super cute. Very, very cute. And uh, it was event number 49, so contributed to my Wilson Index. Let's just tick off all the little things here. (laughs) Yep. There was cake, which which I didn't know about ahead of time. Um, An excellent member of the Parkrun community, uh, Danella Taylor, and her husband, Jerry Taylor, who have been parkrunning with their children for a long time. Uh, their son, Jack, who is going to appear in this pod a little bit later on, which I haven't told you about, but it's going to happen. Um, he was doing his 50th park run at Majimba Beach on Saturday morning. So they bought along cake, which was awesome. Cake should always be had for breakfast on park run day, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was um, my second venture out onto a course since Emmett was born. Emmett's third park run because he park ran with somebody else at Kiwana last week. Um, it was, it's a nice, flat, gentle course, so I don't have to worry about um, hurting myself too much, though bits and pieces were still suffering later on in the weekend after the efforts. Yeah. How are we going there? Are we still defying doctor's orders? Mm, well, obviously we are, well, or as the doctor has said, all good. Uh, I've got more more doctor follow-up stuff to go along. The doctor hasn't said all good yet, but, you know, <laughs> adventures must be had. So they're, they're, they're going to be had. They'll just be had very slowly and, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. The commitment goes. is real. The commitment oh, is it real. It really is real. <laughs> I, I, did, I did take um, – take some time off my last time from a couple of weeks ago though so I'm going to see if I can do that I'm going to see if I can just increase my time every week or, or decrease my time I should say uh, but it was a spectacular morning you know um, beautiful sunrise it was crisp but not too cold uh, the course runs out sort of parallel to the beach, not unlike Kiwana, but you don't actually see the beach from the course. Um, but it runs in front of, there's a section of it that runs in front of all these apartments, you know, these holiday apartments and things like that, um, which would be amazing to stay at because, like, they're right on the beach. The path is between the apartments and the beach. And um, I noticed that there was nobody out on the verandas of all these apartments and I thought oh that is just such a shame if I was here if I lived in these sorts of places or I was staying in these sorts of places then I would absolutely be up watching the sunrise um, from the apartments out on on the verandas but then I thought you know what maybe they're all at parkrun so I can't make assumptions like this Um, but you know what happened Scotty (laughs) could you believe it I forgot my barcode no. Yeah. So like, really? yeah, I got to the finish and I got my token number 125 and I went over to the scanning table and then I realised, oh, I don't have my wristband on. I took my wristband off um, in the later weeks of my pregnancy because everything was swollen and I was worried that somebody would cut it off me in the hospital. And also I get claustrophobic about these things. I don't know. 
it's a thing, I think, getting claustrophobic about, like, if my shoes are too tight or I don't think I'd be able to get them off quickly. And and it was the same with this wristband. I was just like, oh, what if I can't ever get it off? Then, So that makes me claustrophobic or if there's another word, I don't know. But I, I wasn't wearing my wristband. And then I looked at my shoes and I'm wearing my new shoes and the, toe, the, the tag is on my old shoes. And then I thought, ah, oh, I, I left my wallet in the car, which was parked some, you know, 400 metres away. And I thought, I should have one in my wallet. I don't think I took it out. Wesley has this habit of taking out my cards and spreading them all over the house and then, you know, I have to pay, play hide and seek or, or have I found them all is, is what I actually have to play with my cards. <laughs> and I, he was in my car. So I sent Adam back to the car. I said, can you just go check in the car? I looked at my key ring and I've got two bent logic things on my key ring that are not actually my barcode. Um, people won't know, but when you purchase, or not purchase, you know, when we place orders for replacement finish tokens, they actually come in a stack and on top of the stack is a token, but it has your surname on it so that you know like who it's for or, or it's got the event on it. So I've got one that says Urbaka and I've got one that says Kiwana and they're both on my key ring. Neither one of them scannable for my barcode. So it's a bit useless really. And so Adam went back to the car and he came back after an excruciatingly long time. Everybody else had already left. The barcode scanner was just standing there waiting for me. And I said, I'm really sorry. Um, he, I'm sure he won't be much longer. And he got back and he said, uh, he didn't have my wallet. And I said, you're supposed to bring my wallet back. He goes, oh, oh, well, I looked through it and it wasn't in there. So I just left it in the car. I was like, oh. He said, yeah, you don't have one in your car. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. I said, oh, well. And so I gave the token back and I said, oh, that's all right. I'll just have to come back. And um, and he's, Adam, thinking he's absolutely hilarious, goes, but fortunately I had one in my car. <laughs> so we bought separate cars this week because he had to go straight to work from Park Run, and um, he, I didn't even realise he had a spare one in my car. But I've literally like printed off a sheet and have cut out and laminated new barcodes and put them every single possible place that you can imagine. Because, but you know what's funny? I was really surprised at actually how okay I was with it that I'd forgotten my barcode. It's like, oh. Okay, well, I forgot it, so I don't get a time this week. That's all right. I'll just come back. Um, and I think he was disappointed, actually, because he was doing that whole fake you out thing where he tells you that you don't have it to see, you know, you melt down and, and have a real problem. I was like, oh, okay. And so I think he was disappointed <laughs> that he didn't get a, a, a stronger reaction before he de decided to reveal that actually he saved the day. <laughs> So the showman delivers. He always yes, does. Yes, and he's like at the end he said, I'll take that back and I'm putting it back in my car. <laughs> said, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so good that was long winded, but it's been a few weeks since we knew where you were, Scotty. So tell us how was your park run day? Um so a couple of weeks I spent at home, which we know is awesome. But not many adventures were had. This weekend, I was in adventure. I was in Sydney. I was back in Sydney. And, like, I'm, I'm great that my legacy from this podcast is that I've established, I've clearly established that Victoria is the greatest state. But I could easily be swinged 
to move to Sydney because it is just gorgeous up there. I had a um, an amazing weekend in Sydney, beautiful weather. Uh, I was being a bit groovy, went out to a concert on Saturday night, so I was really in holiday happy parkrun mode as well. Live music. I know, wow. I know. But before before that, I went to parkrun at Curl Curl, which I've never done before. Ah, dirty cheaters. Did you cheat your ear up? I didn't. I left that to my colleague, Mr. Tim Oberg, who did. Excellent. And, um, At least somebody's representing. Yes. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so I've heard a lot about Curl Curl Park Run, and it's been around for a long time. Um, it's in a beautiful area in northern, the northern beaches of Sydney. It's a 7 a.m. start, and they get, a, they get a good crowd. So we were there welcoming our newest partners, Black Moors, um, into the parkrun family. Ooh. So this is this is this is sort of where it, it crosses over, Mel. So I was there working. I was working all weekend, making sure that uh, everyone had an awesome time at Cool Cool Parkrun. It was it was great because we got to have uh, dinner with the event team beforehand. Got to have a chat to lots of podcast listeners on the morning. Some woman came up to me. So I I hadn't listened to the episode uh, <laughs> by the time. Parkrun morning comes up. So this woman just comes up to me and she goes, found you. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's Wally? <laughs> Basically. And then a little bit of small talk ensues and then she walks off. So at the moment, at, at, at the time, I didn't have any idea what she was talking about. It's like, yep, you found me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scott. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so hello to whoever that was. Oh, I hope that's you're listening. And, brilliant. Um, I didn't. Yeah, uh, and a couple of other uh, adventurers come and said hello, which is always nice. Um, caught up with Aaron. Aaron's a real parkrun adventurer. He's right up there on the list. So, I mean, our competition probably ends, Mel, but I got a new one up today, and I know you'll be across the actual numbers. Yeah, well, we're still equal, 77 each in Australia, and then you've got two more international than I do. Okay, so we're even on Australian events? Yeah. What a perfect place to finish. On 77. Yeah, well, no one's a winner. No, see, this is the thing, Scotty. I'm I'm racing you to a hundred, whether or not you're a <laughs> podcast co-host or not. You don't get out okay, of it that I'm, easily. If if this is what you thought was going to happen, myself. oh well, too bad. You made your bed, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Curl Curl, another C. So now I'm focused on the Pirate Club. Excellent. I think I'm getting really close. I'm going back to Sydney in a couple of weeks and I'm eyeing off Cook's River. Nice. Nice. You've done a freedom run of that at another point. I have. You got lost. Yeah, I have and I enjoyed it. No, I didn't get lost. I was just, I had um, frustration that we kept running past all these bridges that we didn't cross. Oh, okay. <laughs> unless they've changed the course um, or unless they want to change it in the next couple of weeks. So when I, I get there for the Sydney Running Festival, we run across those bridges, just putting it out there. Okay. I approve it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was my park run morning. Great morning at Curl Curl Park Run. Well, it's nice that you had an adventure this week. Everyone who's listened to the podcast over the last four years know that I have a particular fondness for bridges and running over bridges. So it's a dream of mine to one day to run over or walk over the Scott Trigger Bridge. 
Someone who can actually do that now is our next guest. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Linda Coombs. Thanks very much, Scotty. Now, I need to explain it a little bit, Linda. You're not <laughs> going to be walking over the Scott Trickett Bridge. You're going to be walking over the Linda Coombs Bridge. Well, it's just called the Coombs Bridge. Oh, so is it? Get out. Okay. That's still pretty cool. It is pretty cool, yes. Um, tell us how it came about. Well, um, the council have just recently put a new footbridge over the Condamine River um, where we do our park run course and apparently they called for people to nominate a name. I didn't see that. I didn't know there was any naming to it. And four names of the bridge were nominated and um, each of the other three got one person nominate them and Coombs Bridge got 15 people nominate um, to have the bridge named Coombs Bridge. Wow, that's a little bit, um, I bet it was embarrassing but also an honour too, Linda. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I've had a bit of time to um, take it in now. I had a phone call from a reporter from the Daily News wanting to talk to me about it and I had no idea. So that was a, I was a little bit flabbergasted. Um, and then the mayor rang later that Thursday. So I'd had a little bit of time to um, take it all in by then. I, I guess I was very honoured, obviously, but um, a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit I guess not embarrassed isn't the word, but I just sort of feel like Park Run's such a team thing, um, and you know it's my name that's that's on the bridge. So yeah, hey Linda, I get that, and and that's that's a, a mark of the person you are uh, to think like that. But I think it's okay to enjoy uh, your contribution to Warwick in particular. I want to know about the morning, um, Mona. Was in charge of the whole morning. He was, yes. Who who was the celebrity on the day? Was it was it yourself or was it Mona? I think it was him. Yeah, most really? definitely him. Yeah. Oh, come on, if, if you walk down the street of Warwick, who, who do they point to, Linda or Steve? I think they point to Steve. <laughs> but was it good having him there and helping? Uh, it, open, was, open the bridge? it was really great, and he was a really um, he was really great at opening the bridge, and then. That he was doing a lunch, talking at um, the mayor's leadership lunch, and so I was given an invitation to that as well. And he was just amazing to listen to, a very um, inspiring man. And what was it like on Parkrun Day to to go? Because the Parkrun course does actually go over the bridge, doesn't it? The Warwick Parkrun course. The Warwick Park Run course does go over the bridge twice. So I'd run over it before it was named and then I'd run over it once after I knew it was being named Coombs Bridge but it didn't have a sign on it and then they put the um, the plaque there or unveiled the plaque last Thursday. So it was pretty cool to run over the bridge and then our photographer took photos of everybody running over the bridge. So that was a lot of fun. Did you take... Um a little, you know, polished cloth and things like that just to – is that what you're going to carry with you every week now just to make sure that it's uh, a nice, shiny, clean plaque? I might have to because it's so dry and dusty here that um, it'll be very dusty, you know, within minutes. So I might have to carry a little polished cloth in my, in my backpack. And, Linda, here's your chance to boast about the park run that you've created in the community there. Can you describe um, Warwick Park Run to us? And what you've built there? 
So, so Warwick Park Run is um, a two-loop course, two-lap course um, around the Condamine River. So the Condamine River is the start of the Murray-Darling River system. Not a lot of water in it at the moment. We need a lot of rain. Um, so it's very picturesque, I think. It's very pretty. Um, it'll be prettier. It is prettier when there's more water. Um, and it's very flat except for when you've got to go up to go over the main bridge into town. You don't have to go. There's no hill before my bridge. It's nice and flat. My bridge. <laughs> Love it. My bridge. I heard that yes. too. <laughs> well, all my friends have been going, oh, I saw such and such at your bridge, so I just decided I'd call it my bridge as well. <laughs> oh, hey, I would be owning it. Absolutely. Absolutely owning it. Linda, can you give us a bit of a background? So Warwick Park Run's been going for quite a while. You're just about to celebrate your anniversary in a couple of weeks with a very cool theme. Can you give us a bit of a background about how it all came to be? Well, we're coming up for our sixth anniversary and um, in about the February, uh, sorry, April or May, a friend of mine, Kath Jones, said, um, we need a park run. And I said, well, what's a park run? What's a park run? And so I Googled it and I went, oh, that looks pretty cool. That would be great to have here. So I emailed, you know, followed the little link and emailed and got all the paperwork sent to me by Tim Oberg. And when it arrived, I went, oh, that looks a bit hard. I don't think I can do that. And so I put it aside for a couple of weeks and then I went, I might just give it a go. I reckon maybe I could give it a go. Um, and one of my a friend of my husband's, he was on the council, so I um, spoke to Glenn Reese about how I would go about negotiating with the council and um, so I sent all the paperwork off on the June long weekend and then we just had to wait for the 7th of September to launch, so that was really exciting. So I went off to a couple of park runs after we had decided we were going to have a park run and I'd done all the paperwork Um but I had the flu, so I didn't get to run at either of them. So I went to Gatton and had a look at Gatton. And then I went to um, uh, New Farm Park and had a look at their park runs and went, oh, yeah, I think I can do that. So then we just had to wait for our park run to launch. And you've been to a few more park runs since. You're a real park run adventurer. You're a proud owner of our ugly Christmas singlet. I am. Well, scanning through your results, you've, you've – done the pilgrimage as well you visited the UK and ran at Bushy Park I did run at Bushy Park that was that was really cool um when we planned to go to the UK I said to my husband who is not a park runner I'd like to go um and run you know park run in the UK when we were there and he said oh, I don't think you're gonna fit it in but seeing that I was the tour director funnily enough I did fit in three park runs out of the four Saturdays that we were in the UK for and got to do Bushy on um, the day that we were leaving. We weren't staying that far away from Bushy. It was only about half an hour's drive from where we were staying. So it was just like, well, if you're going to be in London on a Saturday, you've really got to go to Bushy. So um, there was a, a deer who was the funnel marshal, making sure that nobody ducked out of the funnel because he was right near the funnel. And my husband had taken a few photos of him while we were off running and he also took a video of the start and I think he felt a little bit like um, Simba with all the wildebeest sort of running towards him because there were just people running everywhere until they sort of thinned out. So it was really cool. How would you describe like the bushy pilgrimage? 
I mean, I'm sure you don't have any regrets doing it, but do you, would you encourage people to make it a part of their European trip? Like, would you go out of your way to do it, to experience the, the home of Parkrun? I think that you have to do it because it is the home of Parkrun. And I think it was special because it was the home of Parkrun. Um, probably my favourite Parkrun in the UK was Conway Park Run in Wales because you were running towards this beautiful castle, which we just don't get in Australia. Um, but I think, you know, the home of Park Run, you've got to go visit there if you can. Being in charge of the itinerary, I guess, and, and you say you managed to get three park runs in over the four weeks while you were away, did you choose locations for the other two based on roughly where you wanted to go or did you look for park runs you wanted to do and then build your itinerary around that? No, we planned our itinerary around going to the Edinburgh Tattoo. Um, and so it just so happened, funnily enough, that each of the Saturdays we only had a fairly short drive um, after park run. So um, when we were planning on where we were going to be staying or when I was planning on where we were going to be staying the night, um, I did look around to see what park run was near nearby. But um, it... If I hadn't been able to fit it in, I guess I wouldn't have, but I was really pleased that I was able to. Have you got a couple of other highlights for us, Linda, of other events you've visited? Maybe a top three amongst that? A top three. Uh, well, I did like the beaches when we went for the park run, um, the park run adventurers get together this year. That was pretty good. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was very tough running on the sand. I um, It was a fairly slow time. Um, what would other ones would I say that I've really enjoyed? Well, Australian top three or overseas top three? You can include the overseas events. Yeah, Maybe so, well, obviously I think Warwick Park Run is number one and then I would probably go Conway Park Run in Wales, and then I would go the beaches in Newcastle. Sound like a good top three to me. Warwick is one I haven't managed to get to yet. Can you give me like a really good time of year to visit Warwick Park Run, Linda? Well, if um, if you want cold fingers and toes and nose, um, July, August is a good time. Um, it's been fairly mild this year. We haven't had many below zero, but we rival Stanthorpe in the, the coolest park run in Warwick. We have the occasional Saturdays where we're a bit cooler than them, uh, but usually they're one or two degrees colder. So uh, frost on the ground and misty um, runs would be winter. Um, probably spring is a nice time. For Warwick in general because um, there's lots of lovely flowering uh, plants. So, yeah, I'd say spring or winter if you want a cold run. Well, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the cold runs, um, but spring sounds like a good time to me. I, I think I just really need to avoid the, the desperate heat. Yeah. Look, um, if you come in the last – Weekend in October, that's always rodeo weekend, so the town looks pretty good for rodeo weekends, so that's a good weekend to come to Warwick. And um, if you come in winter, jumpers and jazz is a good time. All the trees have got jumpers on in the main street. 
including a parkrun tree. I love your parkrun tree every year. So can you give us a little bit more context about the Jumpers and Jazz? So the Jumpers and Jazz um, Festival is the is 10 days towards the end of July every year and I guess they're just embracing um, the cool weather and so the people can decorate a tree in the main street. There's a lot of trees in the main street so they need to have a jumper on when it's so cold and they've got no leaves. So um, they have different themes. This year was Connect, which really um, Parkrun really fitted the bill for that, I think, quite easily. Um, and then there's just jazz playing in the main street, even during the week, but on the weekends it's pretty big. There's um, lots of um, – there's a car show with lots of old cars on one of the weekends and markets and things like that. It's a good weekend or good week, good 10 days. Hey, so many reasons to visit. Warwick Park Run, Linda. Um, I think the number one reason now is to run over the Coombs Bridge. Yes, it'll be a pilgrimage. Yep. Um, congratulations and thanks for coming on the Park Run Adventures this week to tell us all about it. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, we've just run the uh, Copenhagen, or one of the Copenhagen. Yeah, Fellerparken. And I'm with? Jonathan Sydenham. And Jonathan, you started the park runs here, I believe. I did. Um, I used to run park run quite a lot in England, and I got to know quite a lot of the people involved. Or Paul, uh, one is one of them, and Roger, and quite a lot of the other crew who started them. And um, over here, I, I missed them. You know, I, re I really when I was over here, I couldn't run a park run, and so I decided that I would try and... Uh, I would try and start one here and we and Paul agreed and Roger agreed and uh, at first we were just going to have one in Copenhagen for my sake and for my running club um, but then actually Paul got the brilliant idea of saying okay if we're going to do it one we might as well do more and he went to great lengths to uh, to make sure that I could start as many as you know as, as many as I could actually in the first period and uh, it was fairly easy to find people to to start them um and and it's just gone on from there now now we've got some here in copenhagen we've got some in jutland and uh, there are other people interested in starting more so it could well be that in the near future uh, you're going to see quite a few new park runs in denmark um how many does denmark have at the moment well we've got i think we've got eight and we've had we've had nine uh, there was one probably the toughest parkrun course in Scandinavia actually uh, in Hillor or the north of Copenhagen but um, unfortunately I couldn't I'd intended to uh, man it myself and be event director there uh, for as long as I could but we moved to another city and so uh, that died actually but it's actually a fantastic course and and if anybody wanted to start one there they'd be most welcome <laughs> and uh, when did this uh, first one start well, we, uh, the first Copenhagen one celebrated its first anniversary, 10th anniversary this year. And uh, this one you've just run uh, is, today was its 409th running. And we pride ourselves in Denmark uh, that we have never cancelled. We do not cancel. We do not cancel in we wind weather. We do not cancel when it's slippery. We do not cancel when it's windy. Um, it's partly because there are differences between the insurance systems in, in Britain, for example, no, and, yeah. uh, and Denmark. But uh, we, we're really proud of the fact that we've, we've never cancelled. So that's 409 on the trot. 
um, with a couple of extras thrown in because uh, of course we do doubles at Christmas and uh, mm. and and this year in fact you can run two park runs on New Year's Day uh, if you if you I feel saw that so had inclined just been announced. yeah so uh, and that that's a that's a bit of yeah flagellation I think <laughs> but there we go yeah okay. so that's look I, I thank you very much well it was great to see you I'm I'm, I'm sorry the uh, the uh, run director today didn't uh, say welcome to all the Australians, you know. I have a feeling there is a minimal number of Australians <laughs> here. There are no, quite, well, a, I was, quite a few from Great Britain. I mean, I always, I always think the tourists are really the guests of honour here because they mean, they mean an awful lot to I the Danish thought, park runs. I actually thought it's really good to see a lot of locals. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're not used to seeing lots of locals in Australia? Uh, no, Australia, yes, but uh, coming up through a few of the other countries. Uh, they've all been... Uh, a lot of them have a, a large number of tourists there. Okay, well, well that, that's, so, uh, you know, that, uh, so. that, that's, I mean, I, I think perhaps this one has the most, um, the most tourists on a regular basis, but when people come over for the Ironman and the Copenhagen Marathon and the, the Copenhagen Half Marathon, a lot of them also find their, ways out, their way out to uh, Amarfellil, uh, which is a beautiful country kind of course, but I, I, the most unusual course we have here is actually on the beach at Amar Strand Park. Um, oh. which is spectacularly beachy um, and, and when people from abroad have done two or three of the ones here then and they start comparing then they they do say that's the most unusual because this yep. this could be bushy I mean you know in a way well no this one's no, a little bit more. no, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean I don't I don't mean in the size but I mean the flatness yes the fact yes, that you it, run around in a circle this is quite a fast course yeah it is through. actually um, but there are lots of courses like this um, but I mean, it's it's great for someone like me who's a plodder, and uh, who would rather not do too many hills at the moment. Um, you know, if, no. if we'd had hills, if it'd been Amar Fella, that'd probably look, been two minutes slower. Uh, but I, at my stage, I don't I don't count time really. <laughs> I just I just like doing it. Here for the social side. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I like to see I like to see people enjoy themselves, and I like to see all those tourists. I think it's brilliant that uh, we can okay. also offer that to people. You know. Also from Australia. <laughs> and we thank you. But you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Mossy. Our Mossy, he's doing a great job while he's overseas, visiting so many different countries. Bit of, bit of envy. Oh, big time. Big time, FOMO. I want to get to Denmark and do some park runs, that's for sure. Not that I can pronounce any of their names, but that, that doesn't matter. You don't need to be able to pronounce the names to go to them. Yeah. Where was he this week? Just for <laughs> I think you should pronounce it, Scotty. He was visiting Copenhagen and he visited the park run in Copenhagen. So thanks. We'll see. Um, one of the constants of it, the podcast is, of course, you and me, Mel, but it's also Buster the dog. It is I've Buster. Talked about, I've, I've talked about Buster the whole time. So his, his, his opportunity to make his first appearance on the podcast <laughs> and that was it? yes yes that was not scotty that was definitely no. buster that's his contribution and so i put him to sleep most weeks and so i think that's a sign that it's time to go <laughs> he's so sick of me talking that um that's what scotty means by putting him to sleep by the way everybody he um Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the other kind, the also extremely sad kind. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is the well, nice, he lulls him to sleep. Yes. With the sound yeah. of his voice. My world would completely fall apart if Buster was put to sleep permanently, but no, 
he's just asleep now. So hopefully don't mind his snoring over the um, the last time we do the outro together that mm. we call nonsense on our run sheet because we have no plan. It's just you and me talking, Mel. Nonsense, and Talking nonsense, yeah. And this week on the nonsense, we've got a couple of points. So we do have some sort of plan. We do. And, um, one of them says milkshake the cat. Yeah, and before we actually talk about this, um, uh-huh. we need to go to some audio that I grabbed at Kiwana a fortnight ago and completely forgot to put in the podcast <laughs> last week. Well, didn't forget, but there was a little bit of a um, discrepancy in talking about it in the intro and then actually using the audio and then discussing it again later. Needless to say, people, this is Milkshake. I'm here at Kiwana Park Run finish line with Jack Taylor, who has finished Park Run and he's got a special little friend who's come along. Jack, can you tell us who you brought to Park Run today? Uh, milkshake, our cat. And is this Milkshake's first Park Run? Um, third. Third. So, where has Milkshake Park Run before? Um, she's been to Brightwater, um, here, and Majimba. Wow, she's a regular parkrun adventurer. And does she like travelling around, doing the different parkruns? Sort of. Sort of. How can you tell? She's pretty quiet. Yeah, probably because she's listening to the birds. Ah, she's enjoying the great outdoors. Well, I've got a very important question for you, Jack. Have you seen Scotty? No. Milkshake, have you seen Scotty? She just looked at me imperceptibly. I'm going to take that as a no. So um, that's it from Kiwana Park Run. We've got the first known park running cat that I'm aware of, Milkshake, who is probably going to become a celebrity in her own right. She does look very comfortable and very happy about the whole situation. So we might have to get her a per code. Hey, further proof, Mel, that park run is inclusive to all. I know. And look, this is my hot tip, Scotty. Milkshake is going to be the next parkrun celebrity, a la Grumpy Cat. But not Grumpy Cat. It's like Happy Cat at Parkrun Cat. Um, but this brings me to, to think, you know, obviously dogs, you see dogs at Parkrun. Now I've seen a cat. Have you ever seen any animals, you know, not of the ordinary, not what you'd expect to see at Parkrun? At Parkrun? You've put me on the spot. Well, this kind of thing um, would stick out in your memory, I'm expecting. Yeah. No, I I, I can't say I have. I can't say I have. So, because apart from Milkshake, I think there are some chickens that participate at Sand Great Parkrun. Okay. Chickens that are brought along by other parkrunners or just rock up from the wild? No, no. Like domestic chickens. Um, There's a lovely lady named Mill who she's quite the parkrun adventurer. I'm not sure if she uh, is a listener of the pod. But, uh, yeah, she's she's got like one of those little um, – I, I would call it a doggy pram, but I think it's – maybe it's just a pet pram because she has chickens that she walks around the parkrun course with sometimes. Okay. How fast is a chicken? Because I've seen them on Survivor and stuff, and they like – they go really fast but then stop. That would be kind of annoying. Well, these ones are in the pram, so they don't get out of the pram. Oh, okay. They don't require harnessing or being kept on a short leash because they're, they're pram participants, I guess. So where to from here, Mel? Like, that's what we want to know. So everyone's been listening. Scotty's leaving. 
I've had time to deal with it. Yeah, which well, for some was like five seconds. Hooray! Thank God he's gone. <laughs> Others maybe a bit longer. But now where to from here? Uh, you're asking me like you didn't just tell me a couple of hours ago that you were leaving the pod, and like I've had some time to think about it. Yeah. Well, give us your gut feel. Okay. Can people tune in next week to episode 171 of the Parker and Adventurous podcast? Well, yes. Yay! There's, yeah, whether or not they're going to want to, because <laughs> who knows who's going to be co-hosting with me next week. Um, oh, look, I'll try. I'll do my best to find somebody fabulous. Maybe, maybe it's time to ask the Channel 5 news crew if um, we've had a couple of them co-hosting so far already. Lyndall and Gary have both done stellar jobs. Maybe we'll ask the rest of the gang if they'd like a turn and we can enter a bit of a caretaker period until we can find a new co-host for the adventurers. I love it. I love it. I love those people. I mean, and you heard it in when I talked about them in the intro, that's when I got emotional yeah. was that, um, you know, you have these ideas and I'll, and I'll explain it to you now, Mel. You have these ideas. We've had these ideas. And just when another human being gets it and then comes along and helps support it, which is exactly what the Channel 5 News crew does, it's a really great feeling, isn't it? It is. And when they bring their own their own stamp their own mark to it as well the creativity you know they just they just run with it and um yeah they're very valuable contributors we love them all so i would love to putting my cap on as the marketing and communications guy this podcast serves a great service to our audience um i would love to see it continue and i'd love to see it become the voice of the community within parkrun and no better than starting with our Channel 5 news crew. I love that idea. Yeah, so, but how do you replace Scotty Trickett? Very easily. Very <laughs> easily. <laughs> you know, I've got no more stories to tell. I'm sick of hearing my own voice. For years, so I got into this, my professional career started always behind the scenes. You know, I always wanted to push the buttons. I always wanted to tell people what to do. I always wanted to craft things, but have peop other people say it and be the stars of the show. And somehow... You became a star instead. I wouldn't, I would, no, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> I became the voice of this podcast. But it never sat comfortably with me. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really happy in my retirement. I'm going to be really jealous as well, which is what... I've probably got to deal with moving forward. Like when you start talking about these great adventures and you have all this funny banter with your new co-hosts and it's not me. Well, this is the thing. We're going to have to find somebody who's not quite as funny as me. <laughs> That's it's not going to be easy, Scotty. There are lots of people out there that are funnier and that will never do. Yeah, yeah. And I fitted that bill perfectly. <laughs> Well, everybody has their strengths. Everybody brings something to the pod. Uh, what are you going to do with all this spare time balancing in your life? That's a great question that I don't have the answer for just yet. Is this what you thought the last episode would be like? When we started, Scotty, you, did you think how many years it would go or would it end or – when it ends, how would it end? Did you did you kind of envision this would be the way? No, I didn't. No, because I probably never thought about it. 
how we would we would finish off uh, together as a team. So no is the short answer. I guess you never think about the end, do you? You, you always think about the next week and continue it going. And I know we've joked, you and I have joked, and I've, I've probably threatened a few times um, that I would leave. Oh, that have I done that on that air end... or have I done that off air? No, you've done it on air. Okay. <laughs> I've had I people ask me if you're okay. <laughs> what's what's going on? Is Scotty leaving the podcast? But no, yeah. it's um, you know, you you tend to do it at the end of end of the calendar year. It's like, will we be back? I don't know. You know, just maybe that's you just trying to be the cliffhanger episodes. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to see the podcast get to 187 episodes, and that's still on the cards. That still has to happen. Yeah, what well, has to happen? You can't make it happen if you're not co-hosting, buddy. No. <laughs> I can't anymore. I can't anymore. Well, I can promise you we'll be here next week. Awesome. Great news. So for one final time, Mel. I won't see you next week. I will speak to you next week and I'll find out all about your parkrun day. And I'll also be listening to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast to find out more about your parkrun day. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for initially coming, saying yes. You said yes immediately. You've never wavered. Um, You've been the best co-host I could ever imagine. So thank you dearly for that. Thank you to everyone who has ever come up to me and said hi at Parkrun, I can imagine that that's really daunting at times because I probably wouldn't do it to someone that I've been listening to on a podcast. Um, but trust me, if you're ever in that position to go up to Mel, do it. Mel's lovely and she'll want to have a conversation with you and she wants to have that conversation with you. So keep continuing to do that. And thank you to everybody who did come up and say hi. Um, and message me throughout the four years, all the friends that I've made just by doing this podcast. Uh, So thank you to them. Thank you to Ivona and Kasha for putting up with me, disappearing into the study for a couple hours to talk to this other woman (laughs) Uh, for hours on end. You know, the early days, Mel, we we took us forever. They were shockers. Monday nights, (laughs) like from five o'clock right off. We, we went out there having dinners uh, with our families. We were just talking for five or six hours. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also it was fun and it, and it formed our friendship that we carried on throughout this podcast. Well, Scotty, I, I think I probably speak for a lot of listeners when I say that I feel a little bit gypped that you didn't give us the opportunity to give you a going away party. But Mel, you know me. You know me better than most. I don't want a going away party. I want you all to just have continue having an awesome time at Parkrun and with the podcast and talking Parkrun in your groups, in your secret groups that I don't know about. I <laughs> heard about a couple today. <laughs> well, you've got to have secret groups if you're trying to surprise your co-host, don't you? Yep. So, yeah, there's no need for any going away because I'm not going anywhere, just not co-hosting with you. Okay, well, we do expect you to come back from time to time. I'm coming to Palm 2020, (laughs) and I'm sitting in the audience (laughs) watching you guys record it properly. Can't wait. 